what is your concept of abundance and do you have an abundance of it? Because we can have an abundance of it. We can have an abundance of lack. But it's good to pay attention. What's your concept of abundance? Do you talk more about the good that, that you currently see and possess or do you talk more about what's missing, what you wish you had? And so the abundance can go either way. You can look into the world you see and talk about the unfortunate state of our world. And that's what you have an abundance of is the unfortunate state of the world. Or you can talk about there's so much more than what I am aware of in this world. There's so much more than what I have thought of so far. There's so much more. There's just so much more. And that's, that, well, that became my God many years ago when I, I just had an awareness. It was actually at my mother's funeral where I just knew, oh, this is just too big to understand. My mother's dead. Oh, that's what God is. Just more than I can understand. It's more than I could describe. It's more than I can define. So there's no point in trying to define it because anytime I say God is, I end up putting God in a box. So if I say God, you know, that's why I like God is omnipresence, because that's, that's everything. God is power. You can't put power in a box. God is love. You can't put love in a box. Because if I asked any one of you to tell me what love is, you could, you could oh, well, God, well, love is this, and love is that, and oh, and it's also this, and it's also that, and it's, uh, and it's, it's indefinable because it's this, yes, and then it's this, yes, and then it's this. But it's not just this because the way you're looking at it, it's, think of it, supersized, uh, the way, even the way you're considering anything. So that's why God, to me, is just a word we made up. Humans had to find a way to communicate the bigness that is. Because otherwise, how can we talk? How can we try, try to get anything across to each other if, if it's just everything. So, so we tried to find some communication and then we found it and we made it small. And now we gotta open it up again. Every day, every minute of every day, we have to open up our concept uh, of God. That's why when the, in the 12 step fellowships, when they say God as we understand God, but I know for me, I kept, every time I thought I understood God, it got bigger. It changed on me, and so I never got to get comfortable with my understanding of God until I let go of my understanding of God. Until I really, so I had an abundance of God early on. I just knew that whatever I want to experience, it's within God. I, I began to picture God as just a big circle, and everything that I could imagine is in this circle. And in my, my, my egoic ways, you know, I, when I want to get away with something, I scoot over here and scoot around the circle, and that circle moves over to here. So I go over to here, and I try to hop around it, and it went and moved with me. So I'm still in the circle. So everything I like and everything I don't like is within God for an experience. Everything I like and everything I don't like but I am not defined by what I like and what I don't like. I am not defined by my carefreeness or by my pain. I'm not defined. I used to. I used to define myself by all this stuff. I, I thought I was my feelings. I thought I was whatever, however you, you, you liked me or didn't like me. 
I thought I was that. And I wasn't. I just lived like I was. I thought I was uh, my, my childhood. Ooh. And then uh, I realized I'm not my childhood. It is an experience that I experienced, but I'm not defined by that any longer, except the days I choose to be. Uh, yeah, and, and Friday morning, David had to go for a checkup in the city. That was not a fun day to drive to Cornell Hospital, let me tell you. I knew it in my imagination at six in the morning, I don't want to do this, why does he want me to do this? But I also knew I'm his partner. I'm his spouse and he wants this, he wants the support, it's my job to do it whether I want to or not. And it's the I don't want to, it's just my own, I don't want to. Neither good nor bad. I knew I was going to do it. And he said, are you gonna be upset later? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> and that was the honest response. I don't know, I might be, I might not be. Let's find out. I'm gonna take you because here's the thing. I knew in my mind if he had driven by himself in that storm, and anything had happened, I didn't know the process I was gonna to have to deal with for self-forgiveness. And so, here we go. And we drove in and it was surprisingly calm. There were no insane drivers out, at least none in our road zipping along in a flood. We, we made it to the hospital, we got soaking wet, walking from the parking garage to the thing. He got a great thing from the doctor. What do you call that? Diagnosis, not diagnosis. Great reaction. We'll, we'll call it reaction today. Uh, from the doctor. And then we drove back home. We were back here by 1130. There was no trauma. I was not worse for the wear. Then I get here and I'm worried all day. Am I going to be able to set up the video for to show here for movie night? And is anyone going to come? So you see, I chose to worry for the day. And then things kept falling into place. I could see that I have an abundance of prayer behind me and under me. I have an abundance of willingness to go with the flow no matter what feelings are happening. But I was not defined by fear. We're getting on a plane on about four and a half hours and flying eight hours over the ocean. I have things going on in my mind over that. Yeah, we're going to Italy tonight. And I get anxious, but I'm still going. The first time I was going to Europe, I, it was a Unity trip. I'd been in Unity about nine months. We were going to England. I was going with the church in the city. And I remember I signed up. My mother had just died uh, in January, and here it is, September. We're going, but I signed up months before. And I, and I had the money to pay for it. Wow. And I was prayed up on that one somehow. And I, uh, but I signed up not knowing how I was going to get on a plane and go to Europe. I fly over the ocean that far. But I, I assumed, and, and uh, you know, when it came time for the final payment, I made that payment not knowing how am I going to get on that plane? And I meditated every day. Every day, every day, every day. It's two days away from the trip. Still not knowing. How am I going to get on? I'm meditating. And in the middle of my meditation, I heard, Sean, your good is always unfolding before you. You're always on your way to your, you're in your next good and you're on your way to your next good. Sean, if that plane goes down, that is your next good. And that was good enough for me. So I got on the plane. I went and had a lovely trip. 
life-changing, life-changing trip on that one. And, and so I have learned my good is always unfolding before me. See, this is my abundance. This is my concept of abundance. And I would rather have a concept that there is a whole lot of good in my abundance rather than, I have, than having an abundance of lack. And I can choose. It's always a choice. And we may not like it that we have a choice because I grew up thinking, oh, I don't have a choice. This is the way it is. I'm supposed to think this way, feel this way. I'm supposed to react this way. And I was wrong. There is no supposed to. There is choosing. I choose my reactions. Uh, you know, just because I have a feeling, just because something here hurts, whatever, doesn't mean I am supposed to to feel this way about it. It means I have options. And uh, Kenneth sang that song. I asked him to sing that song, Blessed is the Name of the Lord. Because I, uh, I thought about it and I thought, okay, blessed is the name. I have an abundance of what I call God in me. I have, and, and if God is love itself, I have an abundance of love in me. Now, there are people in life, we hold people to old behaviors when they weren't quite so aware of their abundance of love within them. And it's unfortunate that we do that with each other. There's people hold me, you, I remember 10 years ago when you did that, and I'm saying, I remember six years ago, and I'm wrong. I'm just wrong. Blessed be the name of the Lord, and the name of the Lord is I am. The name of God is I am. I am. And so what am I bestowing my I am on? I am good. I am love. I am truth. Rather than I am sick, I am poor, I'm tired, I'm sick of this. That's, that's really, is that what you want? Think about it. Is that what you want when you affirm I am sick and tired of this mess? Is that what you want? Because that's what you're choosing. Could it just be there's a mess and you don't like the mess? Can it be there's a flood in your apartment and you just don't like it rather than it's what the flood is what you are, rather than the mess is what you are, rather than sickness being what you are? Sickness is something we experience sometimes. And then it, it ebbs and flows if we let it. And hopefully then it flows the whole way out. And, and uh, if, we, if we do our work. Nothing, there are no demands on us for how we have to think and feel about circumstances. And we will do well to ask Spirit, tell me what to think about this. Tell me what to think. What is the truth here? Because I don't feel like being upset today. The other day I was very iffy. Friday morning I was very iffy about wanting to be upset and not wanting to be upset. I very and I went back and forth about it. But once I resolved, I'm going, because he gave me an out. He said, you don't have to go. And I thought, yes. <laughs> and I thought, but I have to go. I have to, it was, I was, it was my, I was duty. It was my duty to go. And so I went and I had a lovely time. We had a nice time in the car. Everybody played well together. And uh, that's not always been the case. But on Friday morning, we played well together. We talked, we chatted, we listened to things. Uh, and, and, and it was a lovely day. Everybody around us, this awful rain, it's terrible out the weather, you know, you listen on the news, it's terrible. We didn't have a terrible day. We just didn't. 
So it tells me we 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 had to work at it. Because David could have gone, oh, here's Sean again. And I, he may have, but he kept that to himself. And, and so to look at that, uh, and so to look at what is my abundance then? What is, my, what is the concept of, of abundance I have? And if I'm not wild about that, what is the concept of abundance I'd like to have? Because I want an abundance of the abundance I'd like to have. And we can't base that all on money. I'm going to read this real quickly here. It's, uh, it comes from, from the Revealing Word, Charles Fillmore, Unity's co-founder. And it says, abundance, spiritual ideas in consciousness. How about that? Abundance doesn't say a lot of cash. It says spiritual ideas in consciousness of the omnipresent supply and support of the one mind invisible substance with infinite capacity of expansion when held in mind, affirmed in praise. Abundance steps in demonstrating here. It says, first, we must recognize abundance as an idea that is real and has the power to expand. Then we must talk abundance, choose words representing abundance, and thus build up an invisible world of substance. In this way, we build or form in our mind that which draws to us an abundance of every good thing. That's why I, I do try to practice when I spill something drops. Oh, I was hoping that would happen. Thank you, God. And then I can look at it differently than poor me. Poor me, I spilled water. Poor me, I spilled something. Poor me, I tore something. Poor me. Uh, why me, God? Why, why, is, why does this keep happening to me? And quite frankly, these things don't keep happening to me. Emily Cady, who wrote Lessons in Truth, she, she talks about chemicalization, introducing new ideas to old ways of thinking. And we clean up our lives. And we clean everything, and then something goes schmush. Just goes schmush. Uh, and, you know, the gentle version of that is, I'm quitting smoking. And somebody knocks at your door. I just got you three cartons at the duty-free store. <laughs> I am I'm putting down gossip, and then there's all the dirt in town on your answering machine. <laughs> There's, I'm going to clean my life and clean my home and my apartment floods. I am living in love and my best friend tells me to go to hell. <laughs> you know, all sorts of things. I am whole, well, and free and you get a diagnosis from the doctor that was so unexpected. And you still have to live in the mentality of being whole, well, and free. Because the payoff is not so great if you do the opposite, if you go against. And so the practice absolutely must be, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. I am willing to know the truth here, so spirit, tell me what to think. I use the word spirit. You can say love, tell me what to think. God, tell me what to think. Whatever your communication is, I like the word spirit. And so spirit, tell me what to think about this. And, I, and I'm telling you, anytime I ever ask, I always get an answer. And rarely does it satisfy my intellect. But I know the truth. And I was taught by knowing the truth, I would be set free. 
And so when I know the truth, I'm free to move forward despite feelings, despite what my past tells me I should be thinking. Because my past, it's not that my past means to be a liar. It just only has the information it got back then. It doesn't have this new information. My past didn't read the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament. My past didn't read Emily Cady and Charles Fillmore and Myrtle Fillmore. My past, a lot of my past had never been to a 12-step meeting. A lot of my past knows a bunch of alcohol-angry alcoholics running around. My past knows some crazy people. And so, if somebody in my present shows up, appearing like one of the people from the past, my past says, uh-oh, danger, danger, danger. But in me, in my current state, there's no danger. You can't hurt me. You can bore me, but you can't hurt me. You really, people in the present, you, it, it, just because you resemble somebody from the past doesn't mean you are that person from the past, even if you're one of the people from the past. You're here now as you, and I'm here now as me. And I, while I'm leery sometimes going into things, I, I keep my, my, my ears open. I listen. I listen. Is this person still seeing me in the past because they're leery too? Are they seeing me how I used to behave, how I used to think? Or are they, and are they, or are they seeing me from how where they are now? It's a tough one. It's a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work. As I say, the, the thing about the world that makes it so hard is that there are people in it. <laughs> and so, because there are people in it, they have thoughts. And they don't want to hurt me. And I, it's taken me a lot to realize that. Nobody's out to get me. Nobody. And life is not out to get me and hurt me. And yeah, yeah, tonight, if I'm, when I'm on that plane, if I feel it lean this way, I'll lean this way to balance it out because that's just what I do. And I can laugh at it. But the plane's not out to hurt me. And the sky is not out to hurt me. There's so little personal, and I wish there were more that were personal, but there isn't. And so to look at all this, I'm going to read this over here. <laughs> I found this in the Holy Spirit's interpretation this morning, and I liked it. Where am I going here, Sean? Like this, and like this. Jen, remember when we did this in class? <laughs> Jen, remember, Maria, when we taught, studied my technique in class? This comes from the Holy Spirit's interpretation of the New Testament, and it comes from 2 Peter, verse 1, or chapter, yeah, chapter 1. And it says, it is time that we speak of abundance. Imagine. What a coincidence that appeared on this day. <laughs> for it is time we speak of abundance, for you do not know what abundance is. As you reach for true abundance, you accept everything as you. In this, there can be nothing that is missing. Abundance is full of awareness of your divine nature. Abundance cannot be defined in any other way. Abundance cannot be defined within the limits of the world because abundance is unlimited and beyond all definitions. Do not look into the world in your imagination as you attempt to grasp the thought of abundance. Look away from the world 
and the thoughts of the world. For it is only by reaching beyond limits that the limitless can begin to be known. For this reason, quiet the mind whenever it seems to stretch to imagine abundance within the world. When the mind is stretching in this way, it is stretching to limit itself even more. So rest the mind when it thinks of the world and return the mind to the heart. For the heart knows not of the world or the limits of the world. The heart knows only of the song that it sings and that this is the song that whispers echoes of the thoughts of abundance. It is the heart that knows abundance. And so, as we go from here, into our day, into our lives, let's uh, take a thought of abundance, you know. What is the abundance I can imagine, that I want to imagine today? Blessed is the name of the Lord. With the every step song that he sang earlier, that you joyful noise sang earlier. All of these songs, I use these songs all the time, at a time as prayers throughout my day. And it reminds me of my true nature, my abundant nature. That there is so much more good in me and through me and for me and in and through everybody else than I have ever imagined. That's my concept of abundance. And I like it. I can't find limits within it. So I really encourage all of us to keep reminding, okay, concept of abundance. Is there any limitation to it? If there is, change it. Spirit, tell me what to think about abundance. So it is. <laughs>